Welcome to Virtual Student Experiences, where we inspire students to aspire. For more information, please check out our website at www.virtualstudentexperiences.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Virtual Student Experiences Season 2. Today will be a workshop focused on leadership. And if you guys are new to our program, Virtual Student Experiences, or VSC, is a pro bono initiative spearheaded for students by students. And we at Virtual Student Experiences want to be the inspiration for aspiration. Our goal is to give students around the world an opportunity to hear from professionals in their career industry of interest in a friendly and casual setting. And if you're a student that knows what you want to do in the future, we at VSC want to encourage, allow, and connect with professionals. Through VSC, students are given the chance to decide if their career choice fits their personality, skill sets, and really overall interest. Through VSC, you guys will be given the chance to hear from a wide variety of guests in a wide variety of seniority levels. But to find out more information and to sign up to be notified about other webinars, you guys can visit our website at www.virtualstudentexperiences.com. But before we get started, I just want to let you guys all know how this is going to work. So I'll be talking with Mr. Kim on a few topics in leadership. Today, what we'll cover in today's leadership workshop is what leadership is, what a leader is, community leadership, as well as how to apply leadership in your day-to-day -day life. And if any time you guys have a question that you uh, think of, feel free to post it in the Q&A module below, and we'll get to it in the later part of the webinar. Uh, we highly recommend that you guys ask questions during this webinar, because it's really the opportunity for you guys to get an answer right here, right now, instead of reading about it later in internet or watching it later on a recording. Um, but now, to get started, I just want to introduce our guest professional today, Mr. Danny Kim. Mr. Kim is a graduate of Loyola Marymount University, as well as the University of Washington. And prior to becoming, becoming a social entrepreneur, Mr. Kim worked in banking as the Senior Vice President of Bank of Hawaii. And throughout his career, Mr. Kim has also held many positions on community and charitable organizations boards. His most recent endeavor as the CEO and founder of the DK Leadership Group really helps bring the, our community back to the roots of Hawaii and the Aloha spirit. So we're very proud to have you today, Mr. Danny Kim. Thank you for so much for joining us. Oh, thank you. Thank you for that introduction, buddy. Great to be here and uh, continue the great work you folks are doing. Awesome. So just to start, uh, can you tell us about really what leadership is and maybe where your passion for it came from? Yeah. You know, leadership is um, it's kind of a ubiquitous word that gets tossed around. And so there's so many different definitions. You know, some people will say that leadership is influence. Some people will say that leadership is the ability to uh, inspire those that um, are following you. Um, and some people would just say, hey, leadership is the ability to be authentic and true to yourself. So it really depends um, uh, on your definition of leadership. Oftentimes people would think that, you know, leadership has to be a certain position, but I come from the belief that anybody can be a leader and everybody is a leader. Awesome. And then can you maybe speak to um, where your passion for leadership began or where your journey began in leadership? Yeah, you know, my, my journey for leadership began, you know, a long, long time ago, probably in the third grade. And the reason I say that, that's the first time I actually had ran for um, class representative. I remember, you know, and, and I had no idea what it was to be a leader. All I knew that running for uh, student body government was something that uh, I thought was important. And I never realized, you know, as I was getting into these different leadership positions, whether it be in um, elementary school or middle school and even high school, 
that it really meant more than just the position that you held, but it was how you handled yourself and how you were with other people. Awesome. And then can you maybe speak to the different types of leadership? Because I know there's a different, there's many different types of leadership that um, one can pursue. Yeah, you know, as I was alluding to earlier, I don't know if there's a specific uh, type of leadership. I mean, there's, there's, there's all different types. I mean, there's, there's not one that I particularly um, you know, subscribe to other than leading yourself. And if you can lead yourself well, then you can lead others well. Um, oftentimes, you know, I've been in the, as you mentioned, in the, in the corporate field for over 25 years, and I you know, assumed a bunch of leadership positions there. And um, sometimes you follow a leader just because, you know, this is the person that's um, giving your performance evaluation, is determining whether or not you'll get a promotion. And what I realize is that that's not true leadership. Just because you have a position, just because you might have some influence over uh, a person's, you know, um, career doesn't necessarily mean you're a leader. A leader is somebody that um, someone would follow, even though you had no actual, you know, um, influence directly with them on how you could influence maybe their career. Hmm. Interesting. And then, can you speak to maybe how young leaders should lead? Yeah, you know, um, young leadership. Uh, you talking about like at the high school level? Mm-hmm. People that yeah. are starting to develop those leadership skills. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, w I would say, as I you know allude back, the first thing is you want to you want to actually lead yourself, right? Um, there's so many different opportunities that you can get involved uh, with as a young adult. You know, there's a lot of different clubs and uh, different ways, like either through athletics. Um, different groups that you can uh, uh, participate in, you know, whether it be like a service organization, whether it be like a language club. And when you join those things, oftentimes there's leadership opportunities. Um, you know, you take these positions. But one of the things that, you know, I, I recommend to folks is um, go and stretch yourself. Take something that's maybe uncomfortable for you, but understand why you're doing it. You know, it might look really good on the resume to be, you know, the, the, the president of the French club or president of the key club or something like that. But more, most importantly, what you want to do is first ask yourself, why are you taking this position? Is there, is, is there a reason? Is it because you want to have and develop a good resume or is it because you truly want to make a difference? So, so there's tons of ways you can lead. You can lead in your classroom. You could lead with one person. You could be a leader with your best friend. Yeah, so a lot, a lot of opportunities to lead. And then, of course, a lot of time leaders have a bunch of different knowledge and resources that they can use. But how, how, how should a leader really change that knowledge into an action? It's mm, a great question. So there's going to be no shortage of leadership um, materials out there on the internet, books, uh, people that you talk to, mentors. So what you'll, what you'll find is that there's so many different leadership styles and leadership methods and um, every day you can find something. Um, but your, your question about how do you take this knowledge and put it into action is just, to, I would say just to try. You know, there's different things uh, that you can do. I would try it out. Don't be afraid to fail. Right? 
get feedback from other people to see, you know, um, how you're coming across as a leader. Is it authentic? Does it seem, you know, too like that's not you? Um, and then see if you can actually make an impact. Hmm. And then, of course, the famous question is, do you believe that a, a leader is born or made? Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a great question. I used to think they were born because I used to look at leaders as somebody that had you know, charisma or presence um, and all those types of things, their personality. And oftentimes you can't teach that. Mm -hmm. But I've come to grow uh, into this, this belief that leaders actually can be taught. They don't, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to be a certain personality type to be a leader. You know, you could have an introvert, be a great, great leader. You could, uh, it doesn't matter, you know, there's whether it's your nationality, sexual orientation, everybody can be a leader, right? So I believe that they can absolutely be taught. And I think the best way to, to learn is just to try it out. Try it out, fail, get up, try again. Awesome. And then how do leaders recover from that failure and how do leaders really evolve? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Well, you, you're seeing it right now. I mean, we're going through like a tremendous amount of change, probably the most change that anybody in you know, this lifetime has probably experienced. Um, and so, and so the ability to actually self-reflect when you do, you know, I, I don't even like to use the word failure, but when you, when you learn from an opportunity that maybe didn't come out the way you thought it would come out is to one, get in touch with your feelings on how you feel about, um, that, that missed opportunity, right? because your feelings are real. You can't just, to me, you can't just say, oh, that didn't work out, let me try something else. What you wanna do is you wanna sit with that um, missed opportunity and then ask yourself questions like, okay, um, what happened? Why did it happen? What can I do differently next time, right? Then you wanna reflect. So uh, an activity that I like to do is journaling. And then what you wanna do is say, okay, Let's try something different. So, so look at the situation of maybe a missed opportunity as a gift. Because one, you can learn from it, right? And two, you can continue to evolve and get better and see how you can you know, change your approach the next time. Yeah. Awesome. And then um, can you speak to maybe what makes, what makes a really good and most importantly, a, an effective leader? Yeah. I think... Um, a good or effective leader is, is one that's, first of all, aligned and authentic. Um, an aligned and authentic leader is one that is, you know, whatever they're saying, right, um, they're actually doing as well. Yeah. The other one is when you look at authenticity and the ability to um, really, you know, tell the truth about yourself is, is being able to say, hey, look, um, we tried these things, uh, I thought it would work, and it didn't. And rather than try to you know, bury it under and make all of these excuses, so the ability to get real with yourself, the ability to get real with other people, um, I think you gain a lot from that in, in terms of being an effective leader. The other one is, um, like we talked about, is that ability to continue to make small progress day after day. 
is not sitting kind of on your laurels and saying, I've always done something this way. It should always work. This is the way we've always done it. A good leader is one that's, that's, that's always curious and always wondering, okay, how, how might we do things better? How might we do things differently? How might we, you know, um, do things that in the future, this is going to be relevant rather than saying, wow, this is great. It's always worked in the past. Let's not change the formula and let's just keep going. And I think the most important thing that um, a leader should have is definitely understanding that you are not a leader without people. So being able to look at people as people with this, you know, everybody has challenges. Everybody's has, you know, struggles. Everybody has hopes and dreams as well. So if you can see people that way, rather than just like a resource for you to get, to get to where you want to go, I think that makes for a much, much more effective leader. Hmm. And then, can you speak to maybe how leaders should fail? How they should fail? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I think, I'm not sure if there's any way to actually fail because some people can look at failure as catastrophic and some people can look at failure as, um, you know, something that's just small that didn't happen, right? But it's, I think it's your attitude towards that failure. If you look at any failure, as just an opportunity to learn from it and grow from it, then that's great, right? Um, I, I don't know if, well, one way you shouldn't look at failure is to look for the first person to blame when things don't go well, right? Because one, you're not, you're, you're treating people as objects that way. And two, you're never gonna learn because you're always looking for somebody to blame. And that oftentimes comes from the insecurity of a leader. To me, strong leaders, um, brave and courageous ones, they're the ones that will always look at themselves first. Why didn't this go right? How might I have done this better? Right? Whereas sort of the weaker ones, the more insecure ones, will either try to bury type failures and not want to um, you know, admit to it, or if uh, they're called to the table on it, try to make excuses or blame somebody else. Hmm. And then how do leaders really try and prevent those failures from happening? Yeah, that's good. I mean, you don't, you don't want to just go out there and like hope you can fail, right? So I think one, um, you, have to, you have to trust in yourself. You have to have a vision. You have to have a plan. You have to have contingency plans. And you have to have flexibility knowing that those plans, um, most of the times, are not going to go how you think it will. Sometimes it does and it's great, but, but you know, the world is super fluid and always changing. So oftentimes, you, know, you have to be able to like, shift and adjust. So if you have that mindset where you're not looking at failure as something that totally went wrong, but if you're looking at it as opportunities to shift, that's one great way that you can overcome you know, and prevent failures. Um, but you know what? You, I never go into situations or I never, you know, um, tell people that you have to avoid the failure. Otherwise, what happens is it gets people stuck. And what happens is they're so married to the plan because they do not want to fail that they may not take uh, the risk that they should that may lead to more innovation, that may need to lead to more growth. 
Hmm. So I would say, you know, um, do your best, stick to a plan, but be very, very open to, to take feedback and know if your plan is not working. And then for leaders that are assigned to a group in a non-leadership role, what is a way that they can um, put themselves or, or assert themselves as a leader? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I would think that a leader, whether they're in a leadership role or a non-leadership role, should conduct themselves the same way. Meaning, um, always be curious when you're in the room to, to be able to listen to other people's ideas, thoughts, body language, and know that you know um, everybody has something to contribute, right? The second thing is um, a lot of times leaders believe that they have to have the loudest voice or they have to have something to say or, you know, people are looking for them. What's the plan? Um, but oftentimes a strong leader would sit and observe and listen, right? Um, yeah. So, so, so one of the things that great leaders do is they kind of observe. And they're, they're not insecure to um, sit there. A lot of people think like, this person is the leader. How come they're not speaking up? When it's time to speak up, they will, right? But I think if you're in a non-leadership position, one, you want, to, you want to give the person that is leading the group, right? And, and um, you know, your respect, your attention, um, as I was talking about, like good leaders can see people as people that have challenges, insecurities, right? Um, they don't have all the answers. So if I know that, right, I, I, I wouldn't try to grandstand the person like, how come you're not doing this? Or why aren't you doing that? Or have you thought about this and that? It's easy to do that from the sidelines, right? But a leader oftentimes are dealing with a lot of different situations and scenarios and that you know make the job of being a leader a little bit more challenging than um, what you see like sitting back on the sidelines. And then for young and developing leaders, can you maybe speak to um, what are the most important early skills and traits to start developing? Yeah, it's a great question. One, um, I, I would say one one good skill to have is self awareness. Um, so. You folks have probably all, you know, studied growth mindset and emotional intelligence and why that's all important. But what lies underneath that is, is your self-awareness. So being able to know what your strengths are, right? Know what, your, what some things that might hold you back are, right? Some challenges that you face and be able to um, take feedback. When people give you feedback, um, sometimes people won't give you feedback because for, for some folks, they don't want to maybe share things because they want to be liked. And so they won't give you any negative feedback or constructive feedback. But a good leader when you're starting out is um, the ability to um, welcome that feedback. So oftentimes, you know, some of the things that you do is, you know, you reach out to people, LinkedIn or email and say, hey, I'm, you know, I'm curious about you. Can we go and have coffee? And then what you want to do is you want to you be able to invite the feedback by having a good relationship with the person, right? And saying, 
I'm always looking for ways to improve and get better, right? If you can give me one or two things that, that, you know, that could help me out, what would those things be? Sometimes people shy away from that because they only want to hear the good news. Like, what am I doing well? What am I excelling at? And, and that's natural human behavior. We, I mean, we all, we all are searching for the likes on social media and things like that, right? Because what happens is it, it changes the chemical of our brains because it gives us dopamine and that makes us feel good. Nobody likes to hear bad news. But you have to shift your mindset and say, you know what? I want to hear the constructive feedback because only then will I know that I can get better, right? So one, self-awareness, you welcome the feedback, be humble, right? Um, try, to, try to interact with, um, I think connection is a huge, huge um, component of um, whether you're a leader or not, right? Now, like I said, everybody's a leader. The connectivity portion of it is not going out and you know, gaining as many Instagram or LinkedIn friends as you can, right? What it is, is your ability to genuinely connect with others. That's a skill set that's hugely, hugely important because we're, we're, you know, designed and wired for connection. So in high school, a lot of times folks will, you know, connect on, on Instagram. And it's like, wow, you know, I got like 500 likes or, you know, I got like 5,000 friends. But do you really know those people? You really, you know, um, genuinely can connect with them on a deeper level. Because if you don't develop this skill, what happens is when you go and you go to college, right, you'll, you'll interact with a lot of people that you've never met before. And so when you go and in, you invite them to, um, you know, have breakfast or something, um, and they tell you no, a lot of times people get like crushed by that because they're not used to that rejection, right? So what happens is they think that something is wrong with themselves and they start, you know, um, going more inwards rather than building that skill set to be, you know, to have that growth mindset and that grit to keep trying, right? Because kind of connection is, you actually have to try it to do it because then you'll meet a lot of failures. So that ability to connect is super, super huge because one of the things that the disconnection um, happens to a lot of college students is it creates loneliness, right? And loneliness, if, if that continues to fester, that can lead to depression. Right? So a great leadership skill that you can start developing at a young, young age is the ability to connect. You know, when remember when you were, um, you know, really young, you know, in, in uh, preschool and kindergarten, you would go up to anybody, hey, look at, look at, look at this. And like, what's your name? And, and all of those types of things, right? Suddenly, as we get older, the cool factor comes in. It's like, oh, I don't want to talk to that person. You know, he's not in the cool group or, or I don't want to go and uh, talk to them because I might get rejected. And that pain of feeling rejection prevents us from actually connecting. So we learn over time to disconnect, but that's a huge critical um, leadership skill to have is that connection because leadership, you need people. You need to be able to connect with people. You cannot run a club and says, you know, and especially volunteer type leadership. You talked about different leadership. There's like, 
there's you know military where you know you have to obey orders right there's corporate leadership where it's like yeah you kind of have to obey your boss but you don't really you know you have choice right um and then there's volunteer leaders so a lot of these nonprofit organizations or volunteer boards people are all volunteers right so then you have to really lead by your influence and your and your genuine care for 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 people because they they're not going to follow you so you you have those types of skills right um i would say the other one is um you have to have some resilience so the resiliency is this ability to um bounce back from challenging situations and that ability to continue to get up and says you know you building this grit about you that you can overcome different situations and then i would say that the last one is just to be real be be a human be authentic right uh admit quickly when it's it's your fault um, or or your mistake but then be quick to also give people praise you know because we're all we're all in this together yeah that's a that's a perfect segue um into my next question which is like what specifically um is community leadership and how does it differ from other types of leadership yeah 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 so the community leadership oftentimes you know um it is volunteer based um there's uh, there's some like nonprofit groups where it's it's paid but not most of the people on the boards that are volunteering um don't get paid at all right so the so the main difference is people are often doing it because there's a cause that they really believe in right and then what happens is when you have um are, are leading a bunch of volunteers everybody suddenly has this voice that their way is the right way so it's being able to you know bring those voices together and see how everybody you know can actually contribute at the end of the day you got to choose one direction right but how do you make it so where everybody feels like they're contributing and they still feel passionate to the community cause they're doing right you see it today every day you get um you you get a report of how many cases of covid came out and what are people doing with contact tracing and so if you ever watch the news feed on like facebook you see all of these comments and all of these comments are like oh the leadership is terrible and this and that but it's easy to say when you know you don't hold the position right so you can you you'll have you'll have opinions from all over and that's what happens in a lot of times community leadership but the thing is you have to have thick skin you have to be able to understand why you took this position and you have to be able to you know get all sides of the feedback and at the end of the day make a decision. And then I guess that begs the question like what's the importance of community leadership? Why do we have community leaders? That's great. It's because we have a lot of very very important community causes. So you you definitely want to have leadership um so you you'll be able to get all of these different voices and opinions and theories and 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 to be able to take action on things that's very very important. If you didn't have leadership in in communities, 
you know, you would have mass chaos because everybody, you know, like I said, everybody has different types of um, opinions that they want to do and people think that their way is the, the right way. So you kind of need to have some leadership in order to invite those voices so you can, you can choose and take a direction that everybody, not, I shouldn't say everybody, not everybody is going to agree to. You never can have full agreement, but it's a way and a cause that's, that's moving you towards the right direction. It's moving you forward. And then I guess it also begs the question, like, how does a leader um, move a group towards actually making a difference in the community? Well, I think, I think if people feel like they have ownership in it, and they're willing to join a cause and you know, do work towards it, that's how you move things forward. Um, but that's easier said than done, right? So I think it's, you, you know, it's, there's a lot of things that can happen. What, one of the things is you invite all voices. So you do not like try to think that, oh, because we've done this traditionally, um, this is how it's going to work. Like, again, I, I, I look at what's happening now in the world with the pandemic. And one of the great things that's happening is all of this innovation that's popping up, right? So if you never had, like, you know, there's this, there's this group, I, I believe it's called One Hawaii, that nobody told people to, to develop this group. It was a bunch of young leaders that said, hey, you know, what, what can we do to contribute to this, to this issue that we're having now with masks and shortages of equipment and things like that? So they went out and um, they were able to, I think they were able to get like a million masks or so from China, right? And, and so it's those types of things where you have to be open to disruption. That things that, that you would traditionally, you know, um, hold on to, you got to kind of loosen and then allow other, other voices, allow other innovations to happen. And then how do, how should students start to really engage in community leadership? Get involved. I think students should get involved in community leadership by, you know, um, most community uh, causes have, have websites, um, opportunities to volunteer. Uh, now, you know, physical volunteering is, is becoming um, less and less of an opportunity, but that's only temporary. So if, if one, one of the things I would say is if a person is passionate about something, they should go and pursue it, especially, and, 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 and not just do things again to fill up your resume, but try different things and be open to different points of views, right? So you, you, you see this a lot with um, uh, the Black Lives Matter movement and people just getting involved um, and learning, and, and, and I think it's definitely, um, you know, just, go, just get in there and volunteer and don't wait for the right moment. Like the right moment is now, get involved with as many things as you can because you'll start to get busier and busier as, as you graduate from high school and you get into college, you know, there'll, there'll be a lot of community opportunities then as well. Um, but then your plate starts to get more full, right? And then what, you ha what happens is you start to gravitate towards a couple of causes that you're very passionate about. Yeah. Um, the other thing is talk to people that are in the, that are hold positions uh, in that community cause 
whether it be government, whether it be like a volunteer um, board, whether it be like environmental, right? Talk to those people and, and ask them like, hey, how did you get passionate in, in doing this work? And how can I contribute? I guarantee you, they will tell you how you can because they're always looking for volunteers. Always, right? Awesome. And then how should a, maybe a young student like me take leadership and then apply it into my day-to-day -day life? Yeah, you know, um, it's, it's one, it's leading yourself. That's the most important thing, right? Is, is asking yourself, hey buddy, how can, how can I improve as the best buddy I can be? And, and having, having goals, having vision, right? And being able to develop these habits that create these behaviors that allow you to reach these goals and this aspiration that you have, right? So one, it seems selfish, like, okay, I thought leadership was about leading people, right? But, in, but the first thing is you have to be able to lead yourself, yeah? As you, and, and, and it's a continual lifelong process, but you have to have these kind of pillars that you have in your life, right? That you have these habits and these behaviors that create the best version of life. And so as you're evolving, then what you want to do is you want to make sure that you're always connecting with people and you're looking for the good in those people. What are, what are the strengths that people have? I'm a huge believer in, you know, if you have certain amount of time, right, you should spend most of your time focusing in on your strengths and, and, and developing and building that up versus spending like a huge amount of time on your weaknesses where it's, it might only get you so far, right? So leverage those types of things. And then um, same things as I said before, right? Take an honest inventory of yourself. Um, different, lot of different tools to do that. Self-reflection is one to, to be able to see how you're growing. And then get feedback from, from friends and um, you know, trusted mentors. So, so a trusted mentor is someone that's not just going to encourage you all the time, right? But they're also going to say, hey, like, this is things that I see um, you can improve upon and get better at. That's the type of person that you want to uh, align with. Yeah. And then for students, um, obviously, we're all switching into online school, but some are going back to in-person school. And how should a student engage in leadership in a school type setting? Oh, yeah, that's great. So um, for those that are lucky enough to, to be in an in-person you know, setting, same thing I would say would be in a virtual setting. So I'll talk about both. So the in-person setting, right? What you, what you want to do as a leader is to always be um, aware of your, of your entire environment. So right now, in-person might be super stressful because we're getting more and more cases, right, of, of people that are, you know, contracting the, the virus. So what that creates is this whole new level of stress, right? Um, am I safe? So safety is first. So like the way, you know, we as humans, um, if you look at like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the number one thing is safety. Do you feel safe? 
all that other stuff about leadership, about you know, being the best version of yourself, doesn't even come into play unless, first of all, you feel safe. So one, you ask yourself, do I feel safe? And then two, it's like, am I contributing to a safe environment? Am I obeying the you know, protocols, wearing my mask, staying six feet apart? Then what you want to do is you want to say like, okay, but what about the other people that are also learning with me, right? How can I contribute to their safety? Because you want to know what they're thinking and what they're feeling, even the instructor, your teacher, are they feeling safe? How can you help them? So it's those types of things. When you start to put the focus on other people and, and understand the situation versus yourself, you are actually developing leadership skills. When you go and you stay after class and, and, and you ask the teacher in a genuine way, hey, like, how, how are you feeling about being able to teach class this way? What's some of the challenges? How can I, as a student, be more helpful? That is hugely developing leadership skills because one, remember I told you the connection, super important. Two, it's how you connect. It's this ability to ask questions that you really care about. Not, you don't ask a question just to ask a question. You might in the beginning to gain these skills, but if you genuinely are interested in other people, you're gonna be totally fine. So that's the, the, the in-person environment, right? Virtual environment, even more important because people feel disconnected. Even though, I mean, we, you know, we may feel connected through this Zoom call here, um, it's not the same as a physical one-on-one -on -one connection, right? So, so it's being aware of those types of things. It's being aware that people are stressed. The parents are stressed. There's uncertainty that's going on in the world. So asking yourself, okay, am I good? Am I feel safe, right? Um, and then being able to be that resource out there. You know, you can, you can like somebody's video or you can go and you can pick up the phone and call them and says, hey, you know, I just wanted to see how you're doing during this time. Like, what are you, what, what's, some, what's some of the challenging things that are happening? Right? How, are, how are you, what are some of your coping skills to be able to do that? People remember that, right? And that's leadership. Hmm. And then how do I know if I'm leading well? If I'm a leader, then how do I know that what I'm doing as a leader is, um, is being conveyed in the best way possible? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. Sometimes we don't know right off the bat because sometimes we... Um, they say we are our worst critic, but sometimes we can get deceived and think that, wow, we're a great leader. Look at, look at all of these like, great evaluations and things. I would say the best way is to be very, very genuine um, about the feedback that you get from, your, from the people that you are leading, right? To be able to you know, have a few trusted people that can advise you and says, hey, you know, um, I just wanted to do a check, a checkup to see like, what's been my impact on this initiative that I'm running in, right? What's, what's going well and, and what's an area that I can actually improve upon? And it's that feedback that will enable you to understand if you're growing as a leader. Sometimes people will tell you like, oh, look at your results, right? So, so if you are running this initiative and all of a sudden like 5,000 people are calling in or, you know, um, 
Not sure if that equates to great leadership. It could, but if, if you did that and everybody and your board kept on turning over and, and people were, were feeling like they weren't being treated as humans, then that's not great leadership. It's like you got lucky and got results. But that's not always great leadership. So leadership is how people feel on the inside, not necessarily what happens on the outside. It should match. So which, which reminds me, and I don't know, you know all the facts and everything like that, but there's been like talk about like um, famous TV hosts that we all you know, love, like Ellen DeGeneres, right? On the outside, great person, makes you laugh. She plays you know, Dory on um, Finding Nemo and, and all of this, right? Um, but now you're hearing things about like, oh, the way she treats people on the set is like, you know, demeaning. And I don't feel good working with her. Now, because I don't know all the facts, I have no idea if that's true or not. But that's just an example of leadership. Sometimes on the outside, it looks like, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't really tell the whole story. So leadership, when you ask, like, how can you tell, you got to go at how people are on the inside. Yeah. Hmm. And then can you maybe speak to what the importance of leadership is in today's age? Yeah, you know, leadership is critically important, right? Because everybody is a leader, it's that ability to lead yourself. Um, but, I shouldn't say but, and leadership is critically important because people are looking for direction. We're living in critically uncertain times right now. So we need strong leadership to be able to tell the story like it is, right? And lead us into a direction where people feel like there's some clarity. What happens is uncertainty creates more fear. And in a state of fear, that's when you know, people start freaking out and chaos happens. And all of a sudden, like, you know, people ask like, where's the leader, where's the leader, where's the leader? So strong leadership is this person that's able to um, have conviction in what they're speaking about and being able to um, admit faults, but not to a point where it's like, I'm a horrible leader, I did all of these things bad, I don't know what to do. People need to be able to follow people that um, have this sense of confidence that we will get through this, but we will get through this together, right? So you notice, I mean, one of the great ways that you can do this um, is just by watching. You know, some, uh, you know you, you watch some of the news out there and you watch the interviews of some of the governors. So I bet you could Google search governors and because they always have these live talks, right? Every, you know, if the pandemic is, is hot and heavy, every day they might come up. So if you look at Governor Cuomo from New York, you know, New, New York had like the worst outbreak every day coming in, to, uh, in front of the camera and telling you know, the public, you know, things are tough, we gotta obey, but things will be okay and we'll get through this, right? As opposed to other, other people in leadership, where they're blaming other people, or they're, you know, they're saying like, hey, we don't have enough contact tracers. Oh, no, no, I mean, we have enough. I mean, so it's very confusing for people. Right? And so people start to, when you get to a point where people don't feel confident in the leadership, that's what causes a lot of stress and distress. And then um, for the, looking towards the future, how do you see leadership evolving? 
Yeah, you know, I see leadership evolving as being more of um, more more cohesive and involving a lot more people, because through you know through today through social media and people you know um, social activism, all of those types of things, right? That's how leadership will evolve. Before you could say things and um, people would kind of listen and believe it's the truth. But today people are videotaping everything. So oftentimes, you know, I mean, people can see what's actually happening in the world. So that's how leadership will evolve is the leader has, has to, to understand that we're in a total dynamic and fluid world. And so the ways of sitting down and saying, this is the way we've always done it, you know, follow the rules, that's out the door. Leadership now has to be more nimble and, um, and resilient and innovative and inclusive, right? Because we've got all these different types of dynamics that are going on, right? And innovative to the point where it might not be, I don't even think it is today, leadership. You know, when you see people say the word leadership, they think of one person, right? But it's, it's really what leadership is, strong leadership is the combination of multiple people getting involved, moving people forward, making people, giving people hope. To me, that's true leadership. Yeah, I mean, awesome. Thank you so much for answering our questions on leadership here at BC. But now we'll go and address the student questions, questions that um, students thought of during the webinar. Um, yeah. Which is, how does being a leader change in the coronavirus when you often don't see others in person. How has leadership changed? Oh, okay. Um, well, I, I think it's definitely been more stressful to be a leader during the coronavirus uh, for the most part, because one, we're dealing with change that, in a situation that we've never dealt with before. So it's something new. Two, there's a lot of people impacted by this. It's not just a few people, it's the entire planet that gets impacted by this. So the amount of pressure and stress that a leader has to go through is you know enormous because it impacts people's lives right we're not just talking about a situation that we can make no money or, or you know reach corporate profits or you know reach an initiative this is people's livelihoods that we're dealing with and then the the the, the other one is this immediacy of you know being exposed um real time so it's, it's, it's like, not like you can't hide and, and, and if something happens, everybody will tell you, give you their opinion. It says, oh, um, here's this video. I, I thought you folks were enforcing this. This is what it looks like today at Ala Moana Beach Park. This is a video I took of a picnic that's happening at, you know, um, um, in the city, right? So it's hard to come up with a definitive type position in, um, what you have to have is definitive values uh, and beliefs, but you have to be open to like saying, okay, it's going to be fluid. It's, I'm going to have to lead like this. And so like when, when we're looking virtually, right, um, that's how it changes because so many people are getting involved, which, which changes the whole dynamic of leadership. Oh, I... I think you're on mute. Yes, I mean, it, it's obviously presented so many challenges, but it's also presented so many different, really, opportunities to express leadership. Absolutely. But I, I, think, I think 
even more so opportunities. Um, you know, you, you see so many people that are reinventing themselves and shifting the way they are as leaders. Uh, as leaders. So the, a lot of the companies that I work with on leadership, one of the big concerns is emotional health. So, um, you know, the good leaders want to know how, how are their people doing? And how can we help them through this challenging situation? You know, a lot of people haven't worked from home before, right? So it seems like, wow, working from home, it's cool. I can, you know, um, watch some TV or do some things like that. But it's very, very stressful not having this human contact and not being, um, you know, having a routine that you are used to. The other thing that's a real situation is many families, right, are now having to be teachers because they have homeschooling that they have to do, they have to, they have to do distance learning. And so it's a lot of times, you know, they're not used to, to, to their children being home all the time and having to deal with different questions and still, you know, attending to their work, right? But what that, that causes is a lot of different opportunities. It's okay, how, can, how might I be more innovative with this? So leadership is being innovated across the board with this pandemic. And then how do leaders properly solve conflict? The holiday solve conflict? Yeah. Yeah, it's a great question. Well, the first thing um, a good leader would do would be look to look within and ask themselves, am I a part of this conflict? Right? So we go back to this whole idea of leaders seeing people as people rather than people to blame or people that you use you know, to get things done or, or people that um, you, know, you might ignore. Conflict happens when a, a person is not seeing other people as people, but they're selfish and they're only looking inward. So the first step in, in resolving conflict is taking a look at yourself. Second thing about resolving conflict is being able to see another person as a person, to be able to put yourself in their shoes, to understand like, okay, there's a real challenge that this person believes that they have. I'm very curious. I want to be alive to what those just are. A lot of people go into conflict um, trying to preserve their own position. And so they, they, um, they're not really hearing what another person is saying. Um, or sometimes it's not coming through through the words, but it's through the body language, what's not being said oftentimes. Um, but if you're not open to that, you'll totally miss it. So it's hearing people out hearing people what they have to say, seeing them as, as, you know, fellow human beings, and then being able to come up with the solution. It might not please all parties that are involved, but a first step is being able to see you as a human. Well, thank you for that. And then next question from our students. Do you always have to be extremely outgoing and bold in order to be a successful leader? Oh yeah, that's a great question. The answer is no. In fact, I know a lot of outgoing and successful, outgoing and, you know, have this personality type, charismatic presence um, that seem to be good leaders, but oftentimes, sometimes they're putting on a show. And when they're putting on a show, it, it, it shows up later on as being um, inauthentic, right? And what happens is the first person to know that, uh, 
the, that inauthenticity is yourself because you're like, wow, this is not aligning to, you know, how I really feel inside. And on the flip side, I know many, many reserved, quiet, unassuming leaders that are very, very um, effective because one, they're humble. Two, oftentimes they're very, they seem very approachable. Three, they're good listeners, right? And um, because they're not always constantly trying to put on an act, it's like, okay, this is who I am. And then, and then, and then four, they're, they're very interested in other people and the situation around them, right? So the, the answer is no. You do not have to hold those types of you know, characteristics to become a good leader. Now, that being said, oftentimes people um, are initially attracted to those types of people. You know, like you, know, you probably see it in your own schools, right? Um, a lot of times people that go out for elections and things, they're like outgoing, they're passing out pins, they're putting up posters, they have like cool TikTok videos, whatever it might be. It's like, I'm voting for that person. Because emotionally that person, like I get this person and I'm voting for this person, right? Um, but that's not always the case in the real world. No. I'd rather follow a leader that knew that they cared for me as a person. Um, and then they cared for the cause and they cared for like, you know, um, whatever the, the, the organization or cause that they're leading rather than a person that only wants to look good for themselves. But both can be effective. Yeah. I mean, the last question from the students, how do you balance being a leader and being a listener? Oh, that's a great question. I would say um, being a listener is being a leader. Right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you choose one or the other, but if I had to make a choice, I would choose the listening. I would choose the listening um, because when you, when you are present with people and you listen and you empty yourself so you can totally be with the other person, then so many different um, great things come out. You, you're more empathetic. You're more able to um, be able to answer true needs of people, right? And then the, the, the last one is you learn. So all of those things equate to a great leader. You don't want a leader that's just like, oh, this person's great, but they're not learning anything. And the world is changing so quickly, you, you, you have no idea or clue of what's going on actually in the world. You want a leader to be able to say, hey, look, uh, let's, let's listen and let's, let's observe what's really happening here. And then, have the ability to all those other leadership skills kick in okay, the strategy you know the vision the execution plan the ability to adapt um, the, the ability to encourage your people support your people believe in your people all starts from being being able to stand still sit still listen yeah, i mean awesome uh, thank you so much for spending time with me here and all of our students and we really appreciate your, your experiences, you sharing your experiences and your stories and all of your tips from, from really a high level and then also looking down to where we are at, as developing leaders as students. Um, so yeah, we just wanna thank you very much for spending your time and here with us today. And, and for students, if you guys are interested in learning more about our program, you guys can visit our website at www 
www.virtualsimmingexperiences.com. Um, but that's all for today. Thank you very much. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for uh, inviting me. I feel honored. And you know what? Kudos to, to you and your entire team on all the innovative work that you folks are doing. I think this is a great, uh, great initiative to have people connect with other community leaders and folks that are in the business community to, to get a better view of like, you know, all of you folks are, you know, looking to get into careers one day whether it be going to school or, or working right after school. And it's great to, to look at a variety of different um, industries and people. So keep the great uh, work that you're, keep up the great work that you guys are doing and, and remember you guys are all leaders. All right, thank you so much. All right, take care.